such a beautiful sound. Welcome back to Dirt Tracks for Ribrex, episode 84. Me and Blake here as always. We uh, got a special guest for everybody today. Drake York, pit reporter and announcer for Flow Racing, covering USAC stuff and maybe a little bit more. Stay tuned. Yep. Drake York in the house. What's going on, dude? Not much. How about you guys? Oh, just a good good old... Uh, Enjoying the trying to enjoy the weekend. Got it started today, so nice Saturday morning, sun shining, no snow or rain or ice or any of that bullshit today. Yeah, good thought you. Yeah, did. it's a, it's it's about good of a day to go racing. It is. We're about ready for it. Yeah, yeah that's there, for sure. Is there any racing going on up your way? Man, I wish there was racing. I don't know. I might have to get some Matchbox cars or something <laughs> racing outside. I'm I'm tired of sitting around. Right. Make your own dirt track out back. I see some guys. Yeah, do, I see uh, some I, guys. I got plenty of dirt for it. There you go. <laughs> I see some guys doing that on Facebook and have their tracks and stuff they build. But um, big IU game today. I don't know if you're going to watch any of that, any sports or anything. You watch any sports or anything? But uh, we'll probably be watching. Well, I will be watching the IU game anyway. So, <laughs> Charlie, are you going to watch it? I'll I'll be there probably in partaking in some adult beverages. But I really don't give a flying fuck <laughs> yeah adult beverages are years away for me still yeah 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 for sure so how far away are you a couple years um yeah I, i'm 18 right now i'll be okay. 19 in june so oh. yeah it's 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 creeping up on me that's yeah. for sure well it's kind of cool when you get to 21 and then kind of after that it kind of just i don't know kind of fizzles out look it's still fun you look forward <laughs> to the day that you can actually buy the adult beverages legally and then it's just, wow, that's over. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. That's that's what I've been thinking about for a while, too, honestly, is just that, you know, like sometimes, you know, some people are like, hey, Drake, uh, go to the grocery store and grab this and this. We need it for the races. I'm like, uh, I can't buy that. Uh, I'm going to get arrested if I go do that. So right. Yeah. yeah. You're maybe maybe gonna... I'll be useful. Yeah. Going to have to find somebody else to do that <laughs> for now. Yeah. But, um. Uh, all right, so uh, you're originally from California, correct? Chico area? Yep, yep, okay. Chico, exactly. Nice. So you uh, made the move at some point here, and uh, so what got you into racing, and, you know, uh, what tracks did you go visit, and, I mean, when did you start When did you start with the mic and stuff like that? So the way I got into racing, uh, my dad raced sprint cars, among other, all sorts of other things, uh, out in California, did the sprint car stuff for about 20 years, and... Uh, ran bombers, ran street stocks, ran late models, just kind of did everything um, in our area at Chico. And uh, that's so that's what got me into racing. Um, and then the way I got, you know, into the microphone, it's kind of a weird story. <laughs> we were friends with the track announcer at Silver Dollar, Troy Henning, who's basically the reason I started announcing. I, I don't know why I thought it was cool, <laughs> but I was like, man, that that's cool. I want to try that. Yeah. And uh, man, I don't, I don't know who put Troy up to it. There's probably some money slipped under the table somewhere. <laughs> but he let a five-year-old on a mic at Chico, and uh, there's footage out there of it on YouTube. And it, it probably wasn't the greatest debut in the world, but uh, <laughs> probably yeah. Not so that's that's how I started. Thanks. So five years old had the mic in your hand, doing something, huh? Is that yeah. What you said? And yeah. Uh, yeah, I again, I don't know how that that got <laughs> past management, but it happened. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that that would work these days, but maybe it would, but, you know. Um, so, yeah, so when you're – I did see – I don't know if it was on Scott Delosio's, uh 
page. I saw a picture of you, him, and Chris Holt on there way back in the day. Ringing yeah. a bell. So you hung out with yeah, him guys yeah, that too, was, huh? that was my. Yeah, I think that was that was turkey night. So my dad, I forgot to mention, he raced a lot of non-wing sprint cars, uh, raced, raced them a lot in Southern California, mostly Paris. And uh, that's kind of where he got to know uh, Chris and Scott, obviously, because they're, they're the guys down there. And mm-hmm. uh, those are two other guys that, you know, have always been really supportive of me and my career. And yeah, that was that was one of the first times I actually remember going to Paris because my dad, I'm still mad at my dad. He did a lot of the cool stuff of his racing career when I was a baby, so I don't remember any of it. But, uh, yeah, I uh, Paris is just one of those tracks, and Scott and Chris are just another – they're many of the people that have helped me along the way. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I just I think I was on Facebook and, and saw Scott's page. Uh, I was like, dang, that's Drake York, <laughs> a young one right there, wearing like a Kyle Larson hat or shirt or something, I think. And Anyway, that's pretty cool, but uh, – so what's it like uh, on the road, and and how was the how was your twenty twenty two season? Uh, life on the road, it's I mean everybody says it, it's a grind, and it is. But I mean honestly, I I just go into every race and I try to have a little bit more fun than I did the night before, and most of the time it works out. And you know, and obviously too with with my job, like, you know, you don't want to be the worst at your job, right? You try to be the best every night. And, um, so that's, that's what I strive for. Um, I need to figure out a better way to take care of myself on the road. Some of those gas stations (laughs) haven't been too kind to me. So, um, I can imagine (laughs) no gas station sushi though, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 2022 is good though. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it went about as good as I hoped. And, you know, um, check coming in, I think that made a, a difference in our flow racing uh program so uh he's he's going to be back next year so um i'm glad because every year i've been at usac we've always had somebody different heading yeah. the broadcast so um i think this year will be a good year for uh chet and i to still build off each other and i mean he's he's got a lot of ideas and he knows what he's doing he's been around for a while so yeah overall he's been really good for our program yeah that dude i like listening to him and he seems like you know he keeps everything lined up and yeah and uh well, he makes the show go good anyway from our from watching on TV at least. But um. So what are your plans for 2023 in case people haven't uh, seen your Twitter yet? Yeah, so um, I'm back on the road with all three USAC National Divisions. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, this is my fourth year, so I think I'm starting to get to the point where I feel old <laughs> that I'm doing this. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and this year I think might be the year I finally get to do all – all the races uh, in years past, whether it be, you know, from high school or just other life stuff going on, I haven't been able to make all the races. And I think, fingers crossed, you know, if, if everything stays the way that it's planning to be right now, is I'll do all of them. And then uh, some of some of the race fans may have seen, I've been doing a lot of iRacing stuff with the Apex Series, which is one of the bigger wing sprint car series on iRacing and I have a good time doing that. It's a pretty different experience from the real world, but it it's still practice and it makes me better. And then um, just after PRI, I uh, got together with Casey Kohler from Lucas Oil Indianapolis Raceway Park, and I'm going to cover the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series race as well as the Arkham Menard Series race for them at the racetrack. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's uh, making the next step there. Yeah, absolutely. And 
I mean, I've I've always been a huge NASCAR fan. I mean, I've I've learned of kind of like every form of racing, but um, NASCAR's certainly been up there for me for a long time, and something I never thought I'd get a chance to do. So I'm really excited about it. That's pretty awesome. You go to IRP quite a bit, or here and there. Yeah, I mean, well, for all the USAC races, yeah. obviously, and that ever- place has grown on me throughout the years. Yeah. I uh, I kind of. I kind of knew of IRP when I moved out here, and I knew it was a big deal. And the first time I went out here or out there, I was like, man, this is cool. And then every <laughs> time, it's just like that, but times a million. And if if race fans have never seen Silver Crown cars, Sprint cars, or midgets on the pavement, and even if you're not a pavement person, I highly recommend going because some of those cars, especially at IRP, is some of the baddest race cars you'll ever see. Yeah. No, yeah, it's something sure. we, we need to get. We've been talking about getting to a pavement race, but – or sprint sprint race and we haven't although the hoosier hundreds coming up we talked about going there but i don't know we might make it <clears throat> yeah we're going hoosier hundreds going to be a good one i'm yeah. excited about that yeah that'll be a good one for sure definitely got to hit one sooner rather than later yeah we've talked about it for a while mm-hmm. like i said so what track yeah, are it's you? a little harder for you guys uh <laughs> irp is basically in my backyard i know yeah. i know it's a hike yeah. for you guys <clears throat> well it ain't too bad we got 69 done down here now so it, it probably takes us uh, we could be in India in about two and a half, three hours. Yeah, so. something like that ain't ain't horrible. But like you said, it's not as close as you. <laughs> so but, <laughs> it's uh, hard. To, it's hard to beat my location, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right there. So what what track are you most looking forward to this year? Um, I would say either Knoxville or Belleville. I've been to Knoxville. I've just never got a chance to pit report there. So I think that's going to be super cool. And then Belleville. It, I mean, it's just one of those racetracks that's cool. Um, the Silver Crown cars are going to run on the big track, and uh, the Midgets are going to run on the little track. So yeah. that's going to be an interesting dynamic because, you know, we have races like Four Crown or Let's Race 2 at Eldora where you got two different types of race cars running on the same racetrack, same configuration and everything. Yeah. And now this is going to be one car running on the bigger track and a different car running on the smaller track but all still in the same facility so i think that's going to be an interesting dynamic yeah i agree and they haven't been back there and i don't know that silver crowns are in there if they ever have in a while but uh and the midgets haven't been back there yeah since the Carlson accident i don't think but uh should be a good time though both of them yeah the silver crown cars have been to belleville before and oh have they uh it it was a it's on Flow Racing somewhere. You might have to dig through some footage. Yeah. But yeah, it, the Crown Cars put on a good show at Belleville, so I'm excited about that. I've I've never seen a race at Belleville, but um, usually one of our stops during Mid America Midget Week, uh, we drive through Belleville, and we always stop to take a look at the racetrack. And I've only ever seen it in the morning, and it's it's a beautiful racetrack. So I'm I'm excited to see what it can bring for the uh, midgets and Silver Crown cars. Heck yeah. What about Volusia? Been there before for pit report or your race or anything? No, I've never been to Volusia either. It's been on my bucket list for a while, and uh, really cool deal to bring the national sprint cars there this year. Non points race, but yeah, um, I think it's going to have. Personally, I think it's going to have an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Because in the past, you look at the champions of the midgets and the sprint cars. Obviously, midgets aren't going to Florida this year. Yeah. But the sprint car champion usually wins at some point at Bubba. And it's kind of set a precedent that you have to be absolutely on it at Bubba's for Winter Dirt Games. Yeah. And now you got two test nights for uh, the sprint cars at Volusia. Non-points, yeah. no pressure. So I think that's 
I think that's going to calm some teams' nerves, you know, get the yeah. bugs sorted out, get your yeah. program rolling at Volusia, then you'll be ready to go at Bubba's. So, yeah, yeah I it's going to be interesting at Volusia. I'm, I'm curious to see what it brings. Hell yeah. Yeah, we're pretty excited about that too. <laughs> yeah, looking forward Watch to it. watching it for sure. Uh, what kind of what kind of tracks do you prefer? Like the bull rings or balls to the wall, big ass tracks or which one? Um, it it doesn't really matter. No, um, like I'll I'll give you an example. My two favorite race tracks that I've ever been to uh, is Calistoga out in California. Mm-hmm. I mean, the track looks like a Bob Ross painting. Is the only way I could really describe <laughs> it. Uh, beautiful race track. Hope yep. it comes back. I know they're. They're in the process of trying to make it happen. So, um, and that's the big half mile racetrack out in California. And then yeah. my second favorite is Silver Dollar at Chico. It's it's a fast but small quarter mile. So, um, yeah, I I really don't care. Like, it's as long as there's race cars on it. Like, you know, I'm I've been really big in IndyCar the last few years, and I'm trying to learn more about sports car racing. I if there's cars or bikes on it, I'll probably watch it. Yeah. I always feel like I like the bull rings better until I go to Terre Haute or or somewhere big half mile track watching it and then I'm like, Dude, this is just as bad. Like I love yeah. them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm the same exact way. And, and you mentioned Terre Haute. It's hard to beat Terre Haute too because you got not only the history at Terre Haute, but it's just one of those tracks that you're like they're just hauling the mail around there and yeah. it's. Even if there's not a close race for position, it, you're still kind of sitting there in awe that you know these guys are going that fast in yeah. an on-wing sprint car around the track. Yeah, yeah. you just hear that engine. I, we usually sit down in turn one and two and in the infield and just hear that engine wound up all the way. I mean, for qualifying especially, but just that single car out there. But, yeah, just hearing them roaring down the straightaway and sliding into turn one, I don't know, it's just something about it that gets me going. It's a beautiful but, sound too. <laughs> yeah. So uh, – so Indiana Sprint Week is it just as grueling for you guys as as reporters as it is for the drivers? Or I'm sure that's a pretty hectic week for you guys, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard for me to explain, but um, you know the drivers and teams they're they're working on their stuff, and yeah. you know at, at Flow Racing, I'd say it's almost like I don't want to call it a race team without a race car, honestly, <laughs> because you know we're on the road just as much as those guys um we're we're at the racetrack like our our time that we normally get to the racetrack no matter where we are it's about 11 and you know just to get equipment set up get things tested make sure we got everything working the best of its ability um and then you know actually finding stories and talking about them so yeah it's it's grueling i'm still pretty young so i probably don't feel the side (laughs) effects that most people do uh but yes it, it is certainly long and then you know you I mean, it's not just Sprint Week for us. We yeah. got Midget Week, Mid America yeah. Midget Week, Eastern Storm is pretty long, so um, it's yeah. just it's a lot of racing overall. And yeah, it can be grueling sometimes, and just like everybody else, you just got to deal with it. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> the age probably helps out a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I would sit. I don't like talk to me in about ten years, and we'll see how <laughs> I'm doing through Sprint Week. Yeah. I don't know if I ever got tired or anything when i was 18 i can just yeah. go and go and go <laughs> like energizer bunny hell yeah but uh yeah we'll, we'll have a follow-up episode in about 10 years and we'll we'll see how you are on that <laughs> on that topic yeah hopefully hopefully i'm doing as good yeah but we had a we had eastern storm on that list as well and then like you said i i couldn't remember if you did the midgets or not so yeah the midget weeks is about as equal as, as far as the schedule but or growing schedule but 
Uh, let's see. So do you have much time to watch actual racing where you're at? Or you, I mean, like you said, you're you're busy trying to figure out where you need to be as interviews and um, uh, like during the race. Um, but you're probably still paying attention to what's going on, you know, for, for when something does happen or what you need to what you need to do. Yeah, and obviously, you know, some places are either easier than others. Um, you know, like the big tracks are kind of hard to follow. Everything that happens, like I'll give you an example. I was working the work area at Paris with the mic for yeah. Flow Racing, and you know, obviously, they stop everybody on the front stretch. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a it's a decent little walk. Like I had to leave with five laps to go to make sure <laughs> I made it there wow. to see the checkered, yeah. and I I think it was the second night. KT was leading, and I was like, all right, so like. I'm walking, you know, to the victory stage, like, looking at my phone, you know, seeing what notes I got for KT, because I, I keep a lot of my notes on my phone, so I always have it with me. Mm-hmm. And I, I look up, because, like, I heard in my ear Chet say, like, white flag, and I was like, okay, I got to get ready. <laughs> and all of a sudden, here comes Robert Ballou, and just <laughs> blows past KT off of four, and I'm like, whoa, what happened there? Like, I totally missed it. But, yeah. you know, the little tracks obviously are... Uh, a lot easier to keep track of that but to answer your question yeah i'm a, i'm about as in tune as i can be um it yeah the miles are hard half miles are hard but uh you know fortunately i can hear chet in my ear pretty much every lap so that's good um yeah it, it makes it a lot easier for me in the past we didn't really have that tool um so you know if if i didn't see somebody pass for the lead i was kind of it's kind of up to up to me to piece together what happened but yeah yeah check the check out that dialed in for us and it's it's a big tool yeah that's a good deal um so we talk about talking about him and talking about some other announcers like we mentioned uh scott earlier and chris uh so is there any who's i guess those guys you idolized i guess growing up but i guess there's things that they say and do that maybe you uh and even johnny gibson or blake anderson you know in the, in the other series that uh maybe you add to your your arsenal your notebook or you know and you've, you've gotten better with, you know, experience, and, and everybody does. But uh, is there certain things you pick out that they do that you might want to be like, yeah, I'm going to try to do that sometime? Or Yeah, and, you know, I've, I've had the really good fortune of knowing a lot of great announcers. Uh, Troy Henning, I mentioned out in California, got my career started. Yeah. Uh, Elijah Jones, I worked with for years upon years at Cycle Land. Bobby Gerald, Gary Thomas, all, all really valuable uh, mentors to me on California. And then out here you know you got like the local guys like pat sullivan especially and yeah um i uh i got some advice from brad kennedy who's the announcer at hanford now in california and he told me a long time ago try to be the paul silva of announcing and what he meant by that is you know you take something very minor from everybody else you kind of make it this hodgepodge of stuff so it's not like you're trying to emulate one announcer because you still want to be your own person yeah, at the end of the day. Yeah. You don't want to say, oh, that guy reminds me of so-and-so. Like, no, mm-hmm. you want to be your own guy. Yeah, um, exactly. So I, I feel like I've nitpicked stuff from um, everybody that I've been around, everybody I've listened to. If I say, oh, I kind of like how they phrase that or I like how they say this, I'll, I'll try to incorporate it. And, um, yeah, so to answer your question – I I take stuff here and there from other guys and if I think it works with my style and it still makes me my own person yeah. I'll use it and um yeah just just being around so many great announcers throughout the years has really made a difference in my career for sure It's probably kind of hard to 
listen to the other guys and and not incorporate a little bit of stuff in there without even knowing it just some of the better ones you know yeah but you like i said you want to be your own person too you don't want, you don't want to copy anybody so but yeah man you're doing great yeah, you're, absolutely you're doing great we love uh you know we've seen you grow and you've gotten you've gotten better i mean so thank you yeah. i appreciate that um your one to watch series is uh gained some little traction here lately <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it so has that's, that's so. kind of something you kind of started maybe uh maybe not started but something you like talking about yeah and it, it's funny you mention it because it's i joke it's already become its little piece of usac lore um <laughs> but yeah i i kind of started it just to just to see what i you know i wanted to try something different you know yeah. and again try to try to separate myself from other people and yeah in the process i think i accidentally made something that I'm either well-known for or yeah. well-hated. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, here, here's a good example. Uh, Jake Swanson at the Springfield Mile. Yeah. They had they had some problems with their car in qualifying. So he qualified, like, 23rd out of 26 cars. Oh, no, it wasn't even that. It was, like, 25th out of 36 cars. I'm like, well, I don't get the chance every day to pick a fast car starting 25th. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and his wife, Jess, is standing over there. And, you know, she sees me coming over and, you know, I'm going through my notes and everything and running through my head what I want to say. She's like, you're not picking us for the one to watch, right? And I said, well, I don't get to pick a fast car from 25th every day. So she's like, oh, man, we're – I forget what exactly she said, but it, it wasn't good. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, Jake is, like, flying through the field. Like, we're 10 laps into a 100-lap race. Jake has passed 10 cars, and I see Jess, and, like, I, like, smile and give her the thumbs up. Like, okay, I know what I'm doing sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Jake Jake runs another 20, 30 laps or whatever. Made it up to, like, 7th or something. I was like, wow, I look like a genius out here. <laughs> and Jake's car starts slowing. He's losing positions. Three laps later, he's in the pits. And, uh, yeah, I don't think they've quite forgiven me for that one yet. But <laughs> CJ Leary, too, I know you guys had him on, too. Yeah. Uh, I I forgot what I said to him. But his instant response was, "Don't you pick me for that one to watch?" So <laughs> I think I think this year I might start taking money from these guys. That, you know, try to hey. try to make a little side money. Now that's they don't that's want to an be idea. picked. Yeah, hey, give me fifty. I pitched it to a pick. few teams, and yeah, they were on board. I was like, "Well, you know, I'm not going to say no to money, <laughs> <laughs> right?" Hey, that's a, that's you want to have something going on there, but uh, yeah, maybe we'll we'll see we'll see <laughs> how Florida goes, and we'll go from there. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, uh, I will tell you the one person who does like it though is Justin Grant because, like, if if Justin starts like deep in a field, he I always pick him because I know he's gonna go through through the field. And like yeah. at BC thirty nine, he started like twentieth and he finished fourth. And I was like, geez, Justin, you almost made me look like a genius. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it's fun and yeah, I I do catch a lot of crap sometimes from people like oh why don't you pick further at the front i'm like well i like watching race cars yeah. pass other race cars right. there's there's more of it ha happen in the back and yeah you know sometimes i will get lucky and you know somebody at will actually make a run through the field and i can feel good about myself yeah. for one night <laughs> do you uh do you do the dirt draft i used to not but i think this year I, i'm gonna do the championship with all three series so yeah i What's what's funny, back in the day, like, my mom had a uh, NASCAR fantasy league at work. And, you know, she doesn't, she she pays attention, but, you know, not as much as I did at the time. 
so obviously I was like 10, so I wasn't old enough to play. So she'd hand me her phone every Sunday mornings, like, all right, pick my lineup. And I didn't, I, I can't remember if she won, but she was pretty darn close. So I was pretty proud of that. So that gives me hope that I'll actually be good at dirt draft. <laughs> so I guess that kind of answers my next question, whether you think it's knowledge and you're just good at it or if it's just all luck. Or just most of it like, is luck. Kind of like what we talked we talked about just got to talk about with your uh, one to watch. It's kind of a, the same deal. So at times, I know a lot of times I'm doing it and I'm like, oh, I've just knocked this out of the park. I got first through fifth is what I just picked, and yeah. then I'm got three guys that don't even start that night. Like, <laughs> what the hell just happened? <laughs> but it's it's all peaks and valleys. That's all racing is. Yeah, yeah. But they did change the. Uh, I did see they did change the rule for that this year. They do. Uh, I think they're locking it before qualifying now, so that kind of throws a. Yeah, I saw they did that for the Lucas races. So yeah. I'm, I'm. Is it I just for them, or is it everything? The same. Is it just them, or yeah? For, okay. I I don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I I guess we'll find out in Florida. Just, yeah, <laughs> a little, just, little over a week. I just saw something on uh, Facebook the other day, and they're like, well, like you said about the Lucas Oil races, and uh, so I didn't know if it was going to be the whole thing or not. But Hopefully yeah, I guess, it, I guess we'll find out. So, do do you have like a favorite driver, past, present? Like, um, maybe you won't don't want to say present, but <laughs> in the past at least. Well, for sure, my dad. I mean, he's the one that got me into racing, and you know, it's it's a common experience with a lot of kids that grew up racing. You know, getting to watch your dad from the stands, and I always thought that was super cool, um, especially racing Friday night against a lot of my heroes back. I I shouldn't say back in the day because he was. Only like 10 or so years ago, but, um, yeah, it, I mean, obviously, like I said, he's the one that got me into racing and he, he, you know, helped me move out to the Midwest and he helped me get started with USAC, you know, kind of helped me get my foot in the door. And, um, yeah, so he's, he's probably my favorite race car driver for sure. Heck yeah. What about your favorite USAC guy right now? I don't think I can say that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You you probably get keep some, it professional. Yeah, I was gonna say you probably get in trouble saying that, but I thought I'd ask anyway. Um. So, uh, what other forms of announcing do you do? You do like uh, high school? You do some high Honestly, school stuff. All, all I think. The, what was that? I said you do like some whatever they're announcing. You do some high school stuff too, like sports. Yeah, announcing. I I did back when I was in high school. So my uh, high school, Brownsburg High School, had. Uh, a TV program, and it's one of the best in the state. They've won a few championships, and um, yeah, they they just got a really solid program over there. And so when I moved out here, like, I didn't know anything about the high school, and I didn't have much going on for racing. So um, yeah, just just got into it, and I didn't know anything about sports. Like the first couple of games, no matter what sport it was, I was out to lunch. <laughs> like I'm just, I was just out there. Like if I could kind of learn this i think i can be okay at it and so yeah i did that for three years and uh had a really great time honestly i a lot better of a time than i thought i would have uh doing sports and it it was different like i kind of liked being on edge every night in the sense that i kind of didn't know what i was doing for a while whereas racing i've been around it since day one and you know, I I don't claim to know everything about racing, but I think I know a fair bit about it and am comfortable talking about it all the time. So, like, stuff with racing really doesn't make me nervous, but, like, the sports stuff was totally out of my league. <laughs> yeah. 
so you just graduated then this past year? Yep, graduated this past May. Awesome. So uh, so what's your goal then? I think you might have touched on it a little bit. You're talking about doing the NASCAR thing. and So is that where you kind of want to get to or just kind of see where it goes? You don't know where, you know, just see where life goes with you, I guess. Yeah, I think I'm kind of in the boat that I'm going to see where life takes me. I obviously live in an Indy. I'm, I'm not even a half hour away from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And over the last couple of years, like I've, I've fallen head over heels for IndyCar. I love IndyCar racing. My dad actually works in IndyCar racing. Um, so that's gotten me a lot more interested in it too. And I've, I've always thought it would be cool one day to do the Indianapolis 500. And um, you just everybody at the Speedway has been so great. Obviously, uh, you guys probably know Susie Elliott. Um, she plays a big part at the Speedway. Doug Bowles, I've gotten to know. Mm-hmm. pretty well over the past couple of years working the bc39 but you know this this nascar deal kind of came out of left field like uh uh actually it started i was talking to charles crail who's uh one of the pr guys for arca at pri and i said yeah i think i'm finally going to get to an arca race this year we're off uh <laughs> irp and he's like well you should go talk to casey kohler and i was like oh it's not a bad idea <laughs> they they seem to like me over there so yeah i talked to casey over at uh, the USAC banquet, he was getting an award for uh, race organizer of the year and just kind of asked me out of the blue, like, you ever thought about doing NASCAR stuff? I was like, yeah, I've absolutely thought about doing NASCAR stuff. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's kind of how the NASCAR deal started. But like I said, I'm if I can make a career out of this and, you know, where I'm not living in cardboard boxes on the side of the road, mm-hmm. yeah. like that's, yeah. I, I think, I think it, obviously it's doable and, you know, guys, guys and girls in the past have proven to me it's really doable to make it from the USAC ranks all the way to IndyCar and NASCAR. Like uh, Dylan Welch, prime yeah. example. Yeah. You know, he started. He was at USAC for a few years, and now he does IndyCar and NASCAR stuff all the time. Georgia Henneberry too. Who yeah. I got to work with a little bit at USAC. Is now doing the same stuff. So, um, I know for me it's definitely doable, but I'm just going to see where life takes me right now. But for sure, IndyCar and NASCAR are the goals. Hell yeah. Yeah. So you couldn't say you're USAC guy, but so who is your IndyCar guy? You got a favorite? Oh, uh, man, I don't think I, I can say that can't either. Say, <laughs> you can't say that either. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to ruin anything, right? No, uh, I don't want to ruin my chances. <laughs> true. Uh, I guess I guess the whole favorite driver thing is out the window, I guess, totally for you then. Uh, but we do we like IndyCar, too, here and there. I mean, we don't really – got to watch the Indy 500, right? But uh, we've never been to that either. We need to check that one off. But, yeah, that's right here in Indiana, too. We should – yeah. have that already done but we don't yeah so i guess uh yeah indy 500 is a good time oh yeah we've we've heard stories from people that have been i've been to the track i will i will put it out there though that i am one of the crazy race fans at the 500 in the sense that i show up at like four in the morning <laughs> just to hear the cannon fire and and go get my seat and then go go down and you know check out what's going on and uh, yeah, I'm one of those crazy race fans at the Indy 500, though. Like, I think this year, my my dad was working for Jimmy Johnson this year at the Indy 500. And he's like, I'm going at 4 a.m. Do you want to go? <laughs> I was like, well, the rest of my family is probably not going to want to get up with me to go to the races. So, sure. Yeah, right. And the year before that, I was at out there at 545. So, and, yeah, it's just one of those races. It's hard. It's kind of hard to explain. Like, you watch it on TV and – TV obviously does a great job of covering the race and what's going on, but it's with a, an event that big, it's it's hard to capture all the feelings of that race and watching those 
you know, 11 rows of three take a green flag. It, there's nothing else like it. Yeah. So I guess it's, <clears throat> of course, we talk about food a lot. It's time for talk about some food here. So what what's it like on the road? You got any spe- special special places circled that you like to go to, or is it just like I'm here or throw a dart and this is where we're going to eat tonight? Or is it a gas station? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's the gas station, but uh, yeah, there's there's some good places. We normally don't hit really a lot of the same spots every year. Um, it's kind of whatever we find. California is always a good time because you got Black Bear Diners. Uh, I I rode with uh, Kirk Spriggan this year a lot on the West Coast, and he loves him some Black Bear Diner. So yeah. we we had a lot of that. Uh, Raising Canes. It, it's starting to get a bigger Midwest presence, but it's really big out in Southern California. In and out. I used to have an In and Out basically in my backyard. Yeah. And now I don't have that anymore. So I will. If somebody says In and Out, like I'm hopping in their car, to go to the In and Out. <laughs> <laughs> what about the What about the uh, cook? Yeah, What about ga- the cook? gas station food wise? Though I usually like you know try to try to grab something that'll actually like hydrate me if it's. <laughs> If it's during the day, like yeah. a, I usually go Gatorade, and then uh, I don't know something like something easy that won't get me dirty. Like Maybe. I really like chips, but it's hard to not get dirty sometimes with chips. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, but I'm at the same time I'm also the least picky eater I know. I'll I'll practically eat anything. So um, whatever I'm feeling that day is usually what I get. Maybe grab a roller dog if they look good. Maybe. At the truck stop? Yeah, maybe. I <laughs> gas station hot dogs really aren't my thing, especially yeah. like before a race. Yeah, true. It's like okay, I yeah. I need to be out here for qualifying heat races and a feature. I can't be in the Porta John yeah. off the back stretch. Like, <laughs> you you make, I, I need to make sure I'm okay. Yeah, right. You yeah. eat a roller dog, you're going to be in the Porta John. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I I got to be out there for for basically everything, so I yeah, can't be can't risking. be missing nothing. Yeah. So what what's like the favorite place around the indy brownsburg area yet do you have a favorite food place yeah uh man all my favorite places keep getting shut down it's really bumming me out the hell so we used to have a restaurant in brownsburg called the pit stop and they had some of the best best ribs i've ever had in my entire life like they were delicious and it was cool too because like the whole restaurant like was wall to wall and racing memorabilia and pictures from it basically any type of race car like you know they had non-wing sprint cars wing sprint cars midgets indy car nascar sports cars like you name it there was probably at least one of those on the wall somewhere yeah and uh so that closed down a few years ago sarah fisher in uh sik used to have her own restaurant that was pretty good and now it's a pizza restaurant that's honestly that's one of my more favorite ones um you can't go wrong with charlie brown in speedway uh, it's literally just down the road from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of good food around here. Like I said, man, the, the pit stop, may it rest in peace, but that had some of the best ribs of all time. Obviously, we like ribs. Yeah. <laughs> Dirt tracks and rib racks. <laughs> I, I figured you guys would like that. I, I wasn't trying to appease you because that's an yeah. honest answer, but I figured yeah. you'd like that answer. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'd, too bad it's closed. We'd like to try them out. Isn't there another place up there? Uh, uh, it was. Isn't there another barbecue place up there though that's still open? It's been there forever. Um, can't think of the I'm name. I'm sure of it. there is. I'm. I'm probably just blanking on it. Another one. I'm probably going to get in trouble for this, but um, 
Bricker's Pub. You guys are old enough to go in there. Apparently, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> As I found out, Bricker's Pub in, in Brownsburg. Uh, it's yeah, you know, same thing. It's all racing themed. Like they got wings and stuff hanging down from the ceilings. It's pretty cool. Okay. Um, they let me in there one time, and then uh, the next time, I, I guess I didn't look old enough. I probably shaved or something, so I probably looked like I was twelve. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah so I, I i'm one and done at brickers for a while but you guys would probably enjoy it yeah we'll have to check that out for sure i know what i'm thinking of uh checkered flag tavern that's a barbecue place. Ooh, i they haven't got, heard of that one they got ribs uh let me see where it's at travis berryhill likes going there uh, i was talking to him about it at least um let's see they got a facebook page um anyways maybe that's a place to hit for us some time or maybe you need to try it out and see what's about see what it's about but if uh, it's a tavern they may not let yeah. him in yet either i don't know it's a barbecue place but anyways i know uh, i ruin a lot of people's fun when they want to go to a bar it's <laughs> it's really frustrating for them <laughs> or more so for me honestly like uh <laughs> between arizona and paris this year um a lot of the guys from usac you know they wanted to go to san diego and bar hop a little bit and uh Needless to say, I was ejected from about every establishment. Damn so, <laughs> damn it. Hey, that—that's the stuff you learn on the road. Sometimes, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you guys like traveling groups or just by yourself? Like, I'm sure you stay in a lot of hotels, travel around the country. But yeah, we're we're usually all in the same place. So, um, usually, I ride with Sammy Stearns in the USAC merchandise trailer and um, the. TRD pace truck, you know, obviously we got to get that around somehow. So mm-hmm. yeah. we usually have a few people riding that. And then uh, Spridge usually has his own car. And yeah, it, it it's always kind of a moving target sometimes with rides and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, we, we normally go in groups. And, you know, if everything works out, which nine out of ten times it usually does, we all stay at the same hotel. So we're always in the same spot. Nice. So uh, what's your favorite cuisine of all, you know? Or do you like multiple cuisines? Mexican, Chinese? I like everything, man. Like you said, you're not picky, so. But, I mean, uh, here's, a, here's a story that you you guys will probably appreciate. I don't know if you will. You might call me an idiot afterwards, and that's fine. <laughs> you're more than welcome to do that. Yeah. Uh, but my first year on the road was 2020. And, like, in California, everything is so far apart from where I lived. Like, I had Silver Dollar Speedway that I went to every Friday night. That was 10 minutes from my house. I had Cycling Speedway, which I worked at for a while. That was about a half hour from my house. And then I had Marysville Raceway. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that yeah, racetrack. Marysville, but it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I had Marysville about a half hour. Everything else was like well over three hours. Yeah. So I didn't do a lot of traveling in California. And so when I came out here, I did a lot of traveling, When I, especially when I started for USAC. And, like, you know, I didn't know, like, how much money was too much to spend on food. <laughs> so like i was just like eating crumbs off the floor sometimes because i'm like i'm trying not to go broke over here because like if i know yeah. i start you know i won't stop and uh rob klepper was on the atkins diet at the time and so you know you guys know how it is out here when you're traveling like yeah. you can't like you, it's hard to eat healthy i guess is my yeah. point yeah yeah, yeah. You're right. and so all we could find that some nights are mcdonald's that are open mm-hmm and uh like i said he was on the atkins diet so you know he's trying to get the best he can you know that'll still fill him up but you know not ruin his diet so what he would do 
is he would take a like a Big Mac or not a Big Mac, but like a quarter pounder cheeseburger uh-huh. from McDonald's. He'd take the bottom bun off and he kind of like taco the burger, which yeah. I mean it worked for his diet. He looks awesome now. Yeah. And um, so anyways, he would always offer me the bottom bun. And like I said, I didn't <laughs> I didn't know how much money was too much money to be spending on food. So I was like, sure, I'll accept this free food. So that's what I did for a whole year when Rob was on the road. And uh, yeah, I before I forget, I, I know he's he's going to probably listen to this and make fun of me, but I did also want to mention Rob Klepper. He's the guy that got me into USAC. And yeah. every time I see him, he's like, you know, you should be publicly thanking me every day. Like, that's just the type of guy Rob is. He's, he's hilarious. So I'm here like, we go. believe me, Rob, I'm counting my lucky stars every day for you, buddy. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah he's also the guy that fed you his bottom bun every, yeah. <laughs> every week. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. He's a realtor now if you're looking for a house in the Indy area. Heck, yeah, I think uh, he's he's a good one to listen to as well um, on the on the mic. Um, but, yeah, I think we were talking to CJ last week, and he said something about his realtor, uh, Rob Klepper, and I was like, dang, I think he's an announcer. <laughs> but I guess, like you said, I guess he's a realtor now, so good for him. Yeah, so. he he does a bit of both. His so the way he explained it to me back in 2020 was that you know he he didn't know exactly what was going to be happening with his racing, and you know obviously you can make a pretty penny doing real estate. And he's yeah. like, well, if the racing stuff doesn't work out, I'll just do that full time. And obviously now he's found a home with the Extreme Midget Series, yeah. and still get to listen to a lot. He's he's another one of those guys that has really shaped my career, and you know he's he's taught me a lot throughout the years stuff i would never ever think about and you know he's 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 an all-around like really good tv guy because um he can he can write he could produce he i mean if i think i think if you taught him how to run all the fancy technical machines he could he could probably do it all like he's uh, <laughs> he's just one of those guys that's just naturally talented at everything in my opinion and yeah certainly somebody i looked up a lot to before um, I went on the road with USAC and somebody I respected a lot more for sure after uh, he left USAC. And like I said, he's, uh, he's still killing it out there just like how he always has. Yeah. So um, I think he, well, we will we'll skip that one. Your favorite restaurant, you said you like, you mentioned those that closed earlier. You said all your favorite ones are closing. But uh, so what's, is there something Indiana has that, or any other state has that's, you know, you look forward to going to that state? Like, let's say Indiana has the pork tenderloin. We're big fans of those, uh, you know. Uh, what else? California's got tri-tips and stuff like that. But is there some food item that, you know, you can't wait to get back to that state to try again or try a different place? I mean, Just I mentioned whatever. it already, but in and out I'm a junkie in for and out and, out. Yeah. and I, I really don't care who knows. Like, I I love some in and out So I'm going to be going back to California for a little bit here in, uh, in March, right after Florida. And um, there's right – Right, just just down the road, actually, from uh, the Sacramento airport, there's an In-N-Out, like 10, 15 minutes away. And I, so I always make the joke, like, I'm not even in California for an hour. I've already got a In-N-Out cheeseburger in my hand. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I said, too, I, I like everything. Like, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Like, you could put a salad or a steak in front of me. I'll still enjoy it. <laughs> so what's your order at uh, In-N-Out, then? Um, I'm usually... I mix it up because you know there's there's only so much you can do at In and Out, which is what I kind of like about it, honestly. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm usually just a regular cheeseburger guy, and I usually get animal style, but not the fries. Okay. I, I like my fries plain from In and Out, just with a little <laughs> ketchup. Gotcha. <laughs> so just thought I'd ask because I've heard of that. We've never had it, but 
I was in Vegas in December, but I didn't have time to get to one down there. I was busy, but um, maybe one heard, day we'll check it out. Heard about it forever, still haven't got to. <laughs> you know, it was last year before I ever got to try Whataburger. Yeah. So you're, you're oh, not, that's another one I almost yeah. forgot about. I was gonna, I was We're going to be say racing it. in Texas this year. Yeah. So if I'm not mistaken, Whataburger's pretty big in Texas. Yeah, it's, oh, it's yeah. pretty big, yeah. So you should check that out if you haven't ever been. But uh, I know you're you're an in and out guy though, so I know some of you guys you know don't like to step on, <laughs> step into those boundaries. But uh, pretty big competitors there. Yeah, but I like yeah. me, I like me some Whataburger though. Get the spicy ketchup, by the way. Just a little. Ooh, note. yes, but, uh, I I did have Whataburger okay. last year. I forget where it was. Yeah, but the spicy ketchup is where it's at at Whataburger. Yeah, we liked it so much we ordered some. <laughs> yeah, and we we got spicy ketchup Get it in, in a our squeeze bottle. Now. But uh. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. So, uh, do you have like a track food that you like best or or like I, you said, you might not be able maybe, to. <laughs> yeah, you might not be able to, but No, I'm I'm willing to say this one publicly because I've I've ranted and raved about their food before. But Lincoln Park's popcorn and ice cream. Okay. Hard to beat. Okay. Hobstot D League puts out some quality products. I like Hobstot's food like Honestly, this last year at Hobstock, I think it was during the midget race, like, I don't know why, but, like, you know, you ever have those days where you're just hungry and nothing fills you up? Uh-huh. Yep. I made so many trips to the Hobstock uh, <laughs> pitter at a concession stand, and I, like, I had six different things, like, I, between, like, heat races and B-mains, like, I was just <laughs> shoveling food, and I could never get full. Just a bottomless pit. But D-Wig, D-Wig I mean, obviously, I, I like them, too, because they're supporters of racing, you yeah. know, with KO's team, and so, yeah. always support those who support racing is, is my motto, and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, but the popcorn at, I guess they have it, too, at Bloomington, uh, since Joe Spiker runs yeah. the place. yeah. But yeah, if you're ever at those places, try the popcorn. It's like a huge bag too for three bucks. Okay. I'm not, I'm not sponsored by Lincoln Parker or anything yeah. like that. I promise. Yeah. But copy that. Oh, uh, their popcorn is to die for. Yeah. Sometimes popcorn just you know, it's, it's good. a spot. Yeah. Um. Sometimes so, it does. It's got a, it's kind of a weird food like that, but it's it's awesome out there. They got a lot of butter and salt on it. You think you're at a movie theater sometimes. Oh heck yeah. That's the best way to do popcorn. <laughs> yeah. If it ain't like got movie butter on it. It's almost trash. Yeah, yeah. I don't want it. So, uh, fun fact about Hopstot. Um, Daywig's actually, they started making the frozen burger patties for the track. So, that's a little tidbit there. Oh, that's how they started? Yeah. Well, actually making the frozen oh. patties. Like, they didn't make frozen patties until that point. You know, wow, to, ha crazy. to have it at the track, you know, like, hey, you guys need burgers or whatever. So, um, so you can't go on with a Daywig burger, but uh, world famous. Uh the fish sandwich, though, I mean, kind of dicey for you probably to get one, but the fish sandwich is, is an underrated item there. That's our favorite. With some spicy fries. I've never had it. It was an accident. It's not, it's, it, see, I always looked at the <laughs> menu, and I was like, what the hell? Who wants a fish sandwich when it's 105 degrees outside? But it's actually really good. It's probably the best thing on the menu, in my opinion. At, at the end of the night at Hobstot, they will, uh, whatever they've already got made, they'll sit it out there, and most of the time you can just get it for free. <clears throat> yeah, I, I went down. Hobstot's nice like that. Yeah, yeah. I went, it's I went, nice for us too on the on the flow crew, like when tracks do that, um, yeah. because you know we're like if the, the checkered flag falls, that is hardly the end of our night. Yeah, like, for sure. You know, because oh, yeah. obviously we got to stay for post race interviews and we got to sign off on the broadcast and then you know tear everything down, which yep. is it's a lot easier than setting it up. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, 
but it's nonetheless it's still a lengthy process and you know some tracks will see us working out there like hey guys here's a here's a burger for each one of you like i always think that's super cool yeah for sure yeah but <clears throat> that's what happened that night like the first time that i tried one they were just there for free so I was like fish sandwich at the end of the night if i gotta go hit the poor john it don't matter i ain't gonna miss no racing at this point <laughs> so i grabbed it and eat it and i told bunner about it it's like this might be one of the best fish sandwiches i've ever fucking eat <laughs> yeah it was really good maybe yeah. i was super drunk too but we've eaten them since then <laughs> yeah. and we that, still that think they're really good taste to it. yeah <laughs> end yeah. of the race i'm usually super drunk <laughs> yeah but <laughs> But it was. Well, like, that's the way to do it, isn't it? Oh yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, as long as you're not driving home, of course. Yeah, we, oh, we, we got, got the camper, the camper there, out there, so yeah, we're good to go there. But uh, yeah. So, uh, a day in the life of Drake York during the race season, during off season, how do you pass the time in off season? Like, that's a good question. I'm still I'm learning to figure that out, and you know, for for various reasons, this this off season's been. You know, up, up and down, like, uh, for example, I was on my way home from California, and uh, we had a Doberman, you know. I hadn't seen him for a month, and uh, he keeled over just, like, a few hours before I made it home. So that was, that was a tough way to start the off season. Dang, but, man, sorry um, to hear that. Yeah, and, and then recently, about a month ago, we got this uh, little poodle puppy. She's adorable. Yeah. Um, she's a little menace, though. She loves buying <laughs> everything. So, uh, yeah, I I was... I, that was kind of my full-time job over this off season, and then now you know I'll be gone for a week in Florida with with USAC, so uh, she might be left on her own for a while. I'm a little nervous for her on that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, just I guess trying to be ready. Like obviously, I got PRI, which is is great because um, you see a lot of people you don't see all year. Like I was telling you about my buddy Charles Crail. Like I met him probably. A, uh, Shoot, this would have been 2021 because it was the first season SRX. We met at Eldora for the SRX race. And the only time I see him every year usually is at PRI. So um, it's it's great for that. And you know, that's, that's kind of what led to me getting that NASCAR deal at uh, Lucas Oil Indianapolis Raceway Park. And so I, I got that, and that takes up a few days. And then, um, you know, just had to... Had a few things to iron out before the season with USAC. Got that done fairly quickly. And, um, yeah, I, I'm starting to do a little bit of a, a part-time jobs. Like, the other day I was out at Jake Swanson's place. He needed his shop cleaned and needed some shocks cleaned. So I did that. Um, yeah, just trying to stay busy is honestly the hardest thing. And yeah. one, one thing that's kept me going is Australian sprint car racing and New Zealand midget racing, let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, Man, I love it down in Aussie country, watching the racing. And uh, New Zealand's always great, too, because we have a lot of American USAC drivers go over there and race. So, yeah, and that 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 keeps you going sometimes for the offseason. gives you hope race season will be here right. sometime soon. Yeah. So, uh, and then and then during race season, honestly, it's it's all about being ready for the next race. Like, I'm I like to think I'm a little crazy with my notes. Uh, that I keep for all three USAC National Series. So there's there's been times where, you know, maybe my notes weren't great and it hurt my performance on the mic because I wasn't confident in what I had that it was right. Um, so making sure the notes are ready is a huge deal, I feel like. Um, and honestly, like, it, it's funny. I had this conversation with Rob Klepper a while back about notes because, I mean, I like to think I'm crazy. Like, Rob is 
got every possible thing you would want to know about whatever he's doing. <laughs> it's, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Actually, I'm like, wow, my, my notes look like child's play compared to yours. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's all about being ready. And then obviously, you know, got to get sleep and I don't, fortunately I don't drive a lot of the trucks or anything like that. So I, I get to sleep a little bit and yeah, just try to rest up and especially during like sprint week or midget week, you know, it's, it's all about being in, in the right headspace. And if the last night went terrible, like, I mean, I, I say terrible, like I'm at a racetrack doing what I love, so mm-hmm. it's not terrible, but less than, we'll call it less than ideal. Yeah. You know, it's all about like, well, that night didn't happen. And you just, but you know, you still try to learn from it and all. So there's a lot of moving pieces. I don't think a lot of people realize. Yeah, for sure. They, I mean, they think you guys got it made, you know, just traveling around holding the mic, but there's actually a lot more to it behind the scenes that, you know, people don't think about but yeah it takes you guys do a good job for sure you got to be on your shit you can't be yep slacking off so but uh yeah thank you we, we got a good crew at flow that's for sure yeah so uh you you got any questions for us i know we just nailed, um, nailed you with a bunch of questions but <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you had anything <laughs> most people Man, don't I, when we put you, it's, spot. it's fine if you don't we just we thought we'd ask no, I I would ask like you know, what what's some of the big events you got to do? I mean, obviously, I'm sure you guys have done all of Sprint Week, if not most of it, right? At, at some point. Yeah, I usually just do the half. Just usually Terre Haute because it's kind of hard to get off on. Was it? Well, I could get off on a Friday for Gas City, but I'm gonna do it one day. But I just usually do Terre Haute, Putnamville, Bloomington, Hopstot. So yeah, about, about half. Yeah, is what usually we get. All right, uh, so I'm curious, what's what's the big bucket list races you got to do at some point? Hmm. Uh, we haven't been to Kings Royal yet, so that's on the list. Uh, we've been to Eldora, but not Kings Royal. Um, I do want to get to Port Royal for something. Um, I'd like to be at Williams Grove. I'd like to get to Paris. Oh yeah, Paris is a big one. We haven't been to Paris yet. Yep, Um, Paris is my second home. That place is awesome. Yeah. Turkey night, maybe uh, hit some Ventura, uh, hit that up, or at least a race there. I know it's different racing, but I would like to hit the World or the Dream, either one, yeah. at Eldora at some point. I like late models, too. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a good list, though. I mean, BC, you guys have done BC 39, though, right? Uh, I've never been to that. Would you recommend that? Oh, you got to go to BC. It's uh, Especially now with it being four days on a standalone weekend. That's that race is going to be off the charts. Yeah. So it's they're starting on a Thursday, or they start on a Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, I think. Starting Wednesday. No. Yeah, I believe it's Wednesday. a Wednesday. I might yeah. might have to freshen up on my schedule a little yeah. bit, but yeah, the first day will be a practice day and the Stoops Pursuit. Usually, uh, it had been you know the full program with you know yeah. all the heats and qualifiers or whatever yeah. they would have that day, and then the Stoops Pursuit. So I think this year it's going to make the Stoops Pursuit a little bit better. Because it's um, just going to be a standalone. Just, be, just because you have something, yeah, it's it's something to look forward to throughout the day of practice, and then you got the two prelim nights, and then you got the last night, which, man, that, that race just keeps getting better and better every single year. Yeah. Um, and for me, too, it's, it's really cool to work at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Very few things, if anything, I'll ever do will top that. Yeah, for sure. Let's see. When is that date? I'm on the schedule now. Um, not on the schedule yet. It's in August, isn't it? 
Hmm. This is on here. I was looking because I, I think it's I think it's pretty close to the Knoxville date because we always go to Knoxville for the nationals. So it's usually kind of a. Well, that's a race I got to get to. Yeah, it's kind of a. I was going to go to Knoxville this year, and then um, you know, got talking with Casey Kohler at Lucas Oil Indianapolis Raceway Park, and you know, figured out that race was the same date as Knoxville. I was like, well, I don't know if I'm. <laughs> if I'm ever going to get a shot to do a NASCAR yeah. race ever again. So, yeah. yeah. Hey. And, and too, that's another thing. Like, I haven't, people always give me crap for not doing Chili Bowl, but I'm like, you know, that that's something that I feel like will always be there. Yeah. And it's just a matter of getting there, you know, at, at some yeah. point. So you've had the opportunity to do it. You just have the decline to, to do that so far, the Chili Bowl? As yeah, far as I mean. Or do they have their own crew for that and. Yeah, I, I've never gotten an offer per se from Chili Bowl, oh, okay. but um, well, I, know I that, mean, if if they asked, I would certainly do it. That's for yeah. sure. As far as the flow broadcast, I don't know how all that works, how they determine the crew's going to be there and all that, but um, yeah, I I really don't know how that works either. But I mean, obviously, you you look at the crew they had this year: um, yeah. Caleb Hart, Chris Wilner, two solid guys in their own right, two of the best, I'd argue. Yeah, um, and then you know you had. Chris Moore coming in Georgia, who, like I said, I've I've known Georgia since I started working at USAC, and it's it's been really cool to see what she does. I always joke with Georgia too, like her her schedule. I I tell her all the time I'm jealous of her because she's got one of the coolest schedules in motorsports. Like yeah, you know, between IndyCar, All Stars. I I told her straight up one time, like if if I could build my own schedule and I could do whatever I want, it would probably look pretty close to yours. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's all over the place. I usually see something on her Facebook that she's, like you said, doing IndyCar or All-Stars, USAC, Chili Bowl, NASCAR or something. So that's pretty cool for yeah, sure. Yeah, she's yeah, she's she's really made a good name for herself over the years. And um, it's it's cool when we get to see each other because not often we, we bump past, but it's always a good time when we get to see each other. Yeah. So, yeah, Knoxville. But USAC's going back to Knoxville this year, so that would be a good time, I'm sure. Yeah, it's right before I believe it's right before midget week. Yeah, it's it's like the day before midget week. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a long week between two nights at Knoxville and um, and then getting back to to do the full midget week. But uh, also this year when we go to Knoxville, it's going to be the same weekend as the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Ooh, that's going to be cool. And, uh, yeah, you know, there's some there's some notable California racers going in. Corey Cruzman. Yep. <laughs> my dad used to race with Corey Kruzman okay. all the time at, down at Paris. And, yeah, actually, the one time my dad won a USAC CRA race, uh, Corey Kruzman probably had one of the greatest drives of his whole career and didn't win. <laughs> yeah. he, he had, like, a flat on, like, lap two. And, and I asked Dad about it one time, and he's like, oh, he's like, oh, I was almost – I was pretty convinced I was going to win easily. <laughs> like, Corey was out of the race. Yeah. And Corey barnstorms his way through the entire field and comes up just a, like a car length short of my dad. Oh, so wow. I think think that made my dad pretty proud of that one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Then you got uh, Paul Hazen getting inducted, and you got uh, – Yes, that's the other big one. Yeah, that's a huge one there. Um, and then Brian Kimenall, and there's a few others as well that I forgot. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. So. Yeah, I was talking to Bill Wright from uh, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville, and I – it was right before they announced the uh, inducting class. I was like, "Bill, I can't, I can't go to Kokomo if uh, Paul Hazen isn't in there this year. They think I'm related to you guys for some reason. <laughs> They'll kill me if Paul Hazen isn't in." I was, I was just kidding around with them, but uh, yeah, 
yeah, I'm really excited for Paul Hazen to get in there. That's uh, that's pretty cool, and I know a lot of people across Indiana are happy about that. Yeah. Heck yeah. So, I think we're uh, ready to wrap things up. Uh, unless you got any last words, but uh, I just want to thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, man. Uh, really good time. Good chat. Well, got got the uh, perspective from you know from you guys and or from you and how you guys go about your days and your uh, races and things like that. So. Yeah, man. And your food, of course. So see what's going on there as well, as always. So, yeah, man. Well, <laughs> yeah. Good luck to your and your, uh, this whole season, and hope you guys have a, hope you had a good year, man. Thank you. I'll see you guys at the racetrack sometime. Yeah, man. Yep, for, sure. for sure. We'll see you. And as you know, that was Drake York of Full Racing slash USAC. Um, good talking to him and getting his point of view of things from his perspective. Yeah, that's not something we, uh, even most people even think about very often is yeah the reporters what they what they look through and look at mm-hmm. and deal with every time mm-hmm. i know we've talked to gary thomas and a couple others before yeah. but you know they're in the booth but nothing they're all do they'll do a great job so yeah <laughs> um good talking to him so uh get our uh sponsor bit here uh pro- probably sponsored by rounders 2 pizza that's how one of the nameless pizza located in dallas indiana that's t-o-o not the number <coughs> two Follow them on Facebook for all their weekly specials, like our favorite, the Thirsty Thursday 12-Wing and Pitcher Beer Special for $16. Dine in or carry out for all your pizza, beer, wing, and sandwich needs. Give them a call at 812-867-7172 or check them out on Facebook. I just had that wing special yeah, you this did. week. Yeah, and I watched So good. Yeah. So good. Get to that later. Yep. And uh, also, check out Hornville Tavern at 2607 West Baseline Road. Evansville, Indiana. Their phone number is 812-963-9318. Check them out. They have catering. You can rent the back room. Got the best ribeye sandwich in town. Yeah. Got some badass fried chicken. They run deals on it every once in a while. Smoked chicken. Check them out. Both proud sponsors of Dirt Tracks and Rib Racks. Both of those guys are. Make you some badass drinks, too, while you're sitting there at the bar or at the table. Cold beer. Ice cold fish bowl. They have a family room too, so. Yep. Take the family, you know, friends, family, whatever. So, we've got a couple other topics to talk about here. Not many results because the rain, uh, a little bit of rain in Florida, but I guess kind of moving in the stoking the fire segment. Um, oh, uh, we didn't talk about it the last episode, but Calistoga Speedway in California has been kind of, you know, topsy turvy. We've talked to a few people about it. <coughs> You know, Rico mentioned something about it, and we've seen some stuff on social media. But I guess uh, it's coming down to the nitty-gritty with that that place. Um, I guess there's a big vote that's going to be going on March 7th of this year. So I guess tax issues uh, there it makes it t- a tense moment for, you know, so they're having a vote to bo- as a bond measure, Measure E, which if approved provides the funds necessary to finance the acquisition of the fairgrounds. So, uh, let's see. I think they're talking about... Where is that at? They're trying to sell it to... Napa County of Napa Valley would like to unload the fairgrounds. So, I think the city's trying to, d- to get it maybe. So, um, I guess it's coming to come down to that vote. Um... The issue facing the supporters now is getting favorable vote. One group trying to spearhead 
This effort is the Friends of Napa County Fairgrounds first order of business is soliciting contributions to generate support for the approval of Measure E. Interested parties hoping to aid this effort can mail contributions to M. Towney Treasurer uh, address 1271 Bentley Drive, Calistoga, California, 94515. So, it says if this measure fails to pass, Napa County will seek another interested party to purchase a 70-acre property. And then it will be slim after that if it's gonna the track's going to continue on. There's also RV. Is there an RV park there, it said? It says there's a... Where is that at? I just saw it. It's freaking horrible. Um, just thought... Losing another track, especially mm-hmm. Calistoga. Like, everybody loves the track. Yeah, and there's uh, only two, one of two uh, half miles left in California. So, <clears throat> well, I, I shouldn't say it, especially Calistoga. Every time we lose any of them, it's a friggin' nightmare. I yeah. hate it. So, there's a big vote there coming down to it in March, so we'll see where that ends up. Um, hopefully they can get it going. I'd like to get out there. We need to get out there sometime. But, uh to one of those tracks uh ppm also we didn't mention this in the last episode he's he is uh back in the family car the 9m looks pretty slick orange yep. white and black car it looks good pictures yeah. look good didn't really say what he's gonna be running but i'm sure he'll be running whatever trying yeah. to run a true outlaw series schedule chasing money maybe yeah so big ppm fan yeah hopefully he does well so uh also dirt draft has announced a partnership with the Short Track Super Series, big block modified. Uh, they're doing uh, partnering up with them to do uh, increased fan engagement, and it's, it's their ten year th- ten year anniversary for the Short Track Super Series. So they're doing a pill draw, and then I think they're doing uh, I guess for standings, I guess for picking uh, the entire Sunshine, the uh, follow along the STSS Dirt Draft through the twenty twenty three season. They'll pay one lucky fan dividends all at year end. Uh, the Dirt Traffs champion for Short Track Super Series will receive two tickets to the year-end banquet and a custom trophy. So get on that Dirt Draft and submit your, <laughs> submit your picks. Try to hit it every week. Yeah. I mean, you could finish 500th every week and maybe win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. If people forget, you know, mm-hmm. don't get it in on time, I'm guilty of that. Like, oh, I've got another... 30 minutes, I'll, I'll check back and I'll get like last minute so I know where everybody's at. Well, I'll screw that shit up. <laughs> so you could possibly uh, still get in there and win the championship even if you're not doing all the time. Yeah, get up in there. So, dirt draft sucks us in every time, doesn't it? Yep. That's <laughs> <laughs> something to do. So. <laughs> it's just something fun. Yeah. It costs you like five bucks or six bucks. Six bucks a month. A yeah. month. It ain't. Gonna break nobody. Yeah. Um, Strevin Speedway uh, in Georgia, or yeah, Georgia, um, having the winter freeze this weekend. Uh, and last night there was 209 cars there. A uh, hundred of them were sport compacts, which are battling for <laughs> can you 19, imagine that <laughs> nineteen thousand to win? That's a pretty big race. That is a huge purse for that. Yeah. For number one. I saw. I last can't imagine a hundred sport compacts. Right. I saw last night they had a, uh, what was I saying? Eight heat races for them. Uh, so their classes are, I guess there's some uh, crate weight mo- models, uh, street stocks, open wheel modifieds, cop stocks, road warrior, and uh, mini late models. So 
a lot of cars there. So there's some people there, I guess, watching that. So that's some racing. Because I know Alltech <coughs> rained out last night. So Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So Looks like race uh, season started up. Ventura Speedway's in trouble. Yep. Unfortunately. Uh, again. Well, again, not again, uh, but another track again. Yeah, they're up. Uh, <coughs> under the microscope. I'm, I'm just going to read this word for word so I don't butcher any of this. Hello, racers and fans of Ventura Speedway. I'm writing today to plead for your support. It seems every few years we're under attack at our beautiful beachside fairgrounds and racetrack. That's what it is. They want the property. Mm-hmm. They want to put a strip mall in there. It's just They'll put a hotel or they put apartments or something. Yeah, the, yeah. and the strip mall, too, yeah. I think I've seen, but... Anyway, I got off topic. I want to read this word for word, so I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Back on track. Any, anyway, well, it's happening again with a proposed development from people not interested in our community, only monetary gain. Pacific Sports Group is set to show their presentation presentation again to the fair board towards the end of the month. I urge you to visit their website and see for yourselves what the plan is. On page four of the handout, you'll clearly see they want to take control of most aspects of the fairground into their control. On page 5, you see they intend to get rid of our track, add hotels, conference centers, retail, and entertainment values. If you read further into page 6, it becomes quite comical. Eliminate blights along the ocean like track... Wait a minute. Did I miss a word there? Old motels, fairgrounds. Oh, there. Yeah. Eliminate the fairgrounds. Fairgrounds, etc. for higher-end uses. It... Its design is a mixed use of all income going into PSG minus the pennies pennies on the dollars for the fairgrounds we'll receive. Look at the financials at the bottom of the report, and it's easy to see. Please help support us and our beautiful fairgrounds from becoming another strip mall on the beach. We have a new director of board of the board at our fairgrounds, and we hope that they will do what's best for the community again. Please join us in person if you can, February 26th at 5.30 at the Santa Rosa 22nd. building. Did I say 26th? Mm-hmm. Where the fuck did that even come from? I don't know. I just thought I'd let him know not to show yeah. up on the 26th. <laughs> February 22nd. Be there at 5.30. Santa Rosa building at the fairgrounds. If you are not able to attend, please mail a letter showing your support for the trek and opposition to this development. And mail it to the Honorable Board of Directors, 31st District Agricultural Association, 10 West Harbor Boulevard, Centura, Ventura, California, 93001. I don't know why I can't fucking read today. <laughs> I turned a two into a six, and I said Centura into Ventura. Like, How many of them twisted T's you had today, bro? Dude, it's only 11 o'clock, 1130. It's two and a half. Dang. Like, I'm not mm. in any way floating on anything, <laughs> no buzzing or anything, but mm. I can't read. That's because I'm from Kentucky. Yeah, we'll blame it on that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Ventura, be there if you can be there to get that shit figured out, and that's going to be some bullshit if, you know. Mail a letter if you can't. Yeah. Like, we can't. Uh, yeah. We're in Indiana. That's California. But. Yeah, they don't care what we think. Yeah. But, yeah, still some bullshit, though, so. Just someplace else trying to destroy another track for us, mm-hmm. for everybody. Yep. A lot of history there. They run weekly there, too, so. But some people don't want that shit, so. Yeah, true. And there's also a little little drama on the Bandit Outlaws sprint series. 
couple episodes ago, we talked about the merge. About Power Eye, like buying it or whatever. Well, mm-hmm. apparently, Bandit Outlaws print series are not for sale. Apparently, they're not happy with this this deal. Power Eye is attempting to steal the series name. I don't know. This is on their website, yeah. so the Bandit Outlaw website. So don't know what all's going on, but they're saying. I mean, you can read read the whole backstory. Yeah. Saying that they attempted to buy it. And then they made a deal, uh, expressed interest, and uh, declined their offer, and then, yeah. And it's still the Bandit Outlaw Sprint Series and is not owned by PRI. Power Eye. Power Eye, I mean. I don't know why uh-huh. I said PRI. He, prom- he, he plans to use the boss name for his own prom- promotional purposes for the 2023 season. Their actions have undermined my ability to promote future race events and have created confusion within the industry. Huh. I don't know Sounds exactly like, what's uh, going on there. I mean, please, all, all we can read is this. Please join me in ask, ask, asking Power to retract the use of Bandit Outlaw Sprint Series and forge ahead with a new brand name and logo. Hmm. Well, that's kind of confusing, but... uh. Yeah, we don't really get a clear answer to anything right there or yeah. exactly what's going on. You can read a little bit, but it's like you just don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that we even talked about it, like I said, yeah. a couple episodes ago about Power Eye taking over, and mm-hmm. that was what it looked like on on the Facebook, yep. their website and shit, and, and now it's not the same thing. Hmm. Obviously, it's not. Yeah, so I guess we'll see how that unfolds. Season's upon us, getting close. And there was also a little modified drama. Oh, there's a lot of drama. There's a lot of drama. Fuck drama. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> a lot of drama. But uh, there's some modified drama last night at East Bay. Lucas Lee got credit for the win. Well, Ta- no. Well, yep. technically yep. at the end. Yeah. Yeah, Victor Lane. Yeah. Yeah. But. Drake Troutman, well, Tyler nicely got second. Drake Troutman, supposedly, that was what he got called for, jumping the restart. We watched it. Troutman. That's yeah. what I said, wasn't it? Drake Troutman? I think he did, yeah. Jumped the restart, and uh, it didn't look like it when we were watching it. He w- he was up high. He wasn't he was like behind right him. Of he, it. Wasn't, he was kind of, I, mean, I don't know if the whole car length has to be behind, a whole car, the whole car has to be, because he was like that. Yeah, the front of the nose, what my understanding is the front of the nose has to be behind the front of the nose. Yeah. So, to me, it did not look. Anyway, they called him for jumping the restart. And there's two laps to go, so they let him run those two laps. And they let him run the two laps and pushed him back to third. Said he finished third, not even second. Like he, he Yeah. I just don't even know why you let him run those two laps. Now not if, throw the flag and say restart. If you jump the and restart. And then just push him back to third in the victory lane. Like, yeah. If you jump the restart, you throw the fucking flag, you start again. Everybody gets, like, a warning or two. Yeah. And then, you know, you then you get a penalty. But if if you do it the third time or whatever. But as we were watching, I don't even understand exactly the, how they could do that. You just run the whole two laps after a restart. Like. Just run them. Yeah. And then victory lane, he's like, oh, yeah, you lose. Yeah, you're the third. <laughs> yeah. So. Not a- and how do you even determine that? 
that's what I don't know because t- he was ahead of Tyler nicely. I guess it's just at the finish. I don't but know. then they bumped dirt, him behind him too. I guess it's dirt car rules. I don't know. Or somebody said it was race control at East Bay that called it. So I don't know. Kind of fucked up deal. And that Lucas Lee was kind of vocal in Victor Lane. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he was like, "Boo me, boo you!" to like, yeah. the, the crowd. Like, he actually won the race anyway. Yeah. Kind of. Well, he got credit for the win. Yeah. So I don't know why he was butthurt, and then. He, he, the Troutman was trying to congratulate him, and he told him to pretty much fuck off. So. That's what it looked like. Um, it was, it was guess what? They're back tonight. Drama's already started. So we'll, see how, we'll see how it goes tonight. And yeah. then, yeah. So it's been I, – I was actually turned that off last night right before that because there was a ca- – dude, it was caution after caution after caution. And I was like, I had to get up, and I needed to get these notes done that we did today because I knew I'd be busting ass in the morning to do them. So it's like – Almost, it's like nine thirty last night, and I shut it off. And then I'm, Brad texts me. He's like, "Dude, some home cooking just happened." And I'm like, "What? Did I miss some good shit?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, you missed it." And I was like, "Son of a bitch, I turned it off too soon." But I was just tired of waiting through the cautions and stuff. But yep, they're back tonight for that. So East Bay, that's that's been about the only racing on uh, here past couple of days because because um, <clears throat> of uh, the rain out at Alltech. So yep. Lucas also supposed to be back tonight down there at Alltech. So yeah, it's it is. late models. So I ain't y'all. seen nothing canceling it yet. They said Friday was rained out. They said Not Saturday was on. So, yep. So that's about all for that. Um, I guess we can move on to the smoke. Move on to the smoke. Not a whole lot for me this week, of course. Yeah. Just my normal bullshit. Mm-hmm. Till it warms up again, then I'll get back to right doing some cooking and shit. But yeah. See. Sunday we were at Rounders. We talked about that. Oh, we already covered the Tuesday anyway, didn't we? Yeah, because we were doing tacos. Wednesday, I ate at uh, <clears throat> prime time. Yeah. Had dinner. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I got this Cajun or this lemon pepper shrimp. They got. Whew. Yeah. If if you go to prime time, try that sometime, dude. That's okay. And I got broccoli and a baked potato to go with it but like that lemon pepper shrimp at prime time is good good thursday was uh rounders that's when i got my pitcher of beer and <laughs> wing special for only 16 dollars check it yeah, out check it out i think you ended up with the buffalo, buffalo chicken, chicken pizza. pizza didn't you mm-hmm. you were in the pizza mo- i was thinking pizza too till Adam and Krista showed up, and then I watched them eat them wings. I was like, dude, I want wings now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Pizza just sounded good for some reason. Last night, uh, hmm, what? I, oh, last night I used the old air fryer, mm-hmm. fixed uh, some waffle fries and some taquitos. Taquitos, there you go. I always, I get me a, I got a big jar of salsa. I dump that out. I like to dip the, the oh. taquitos in salsa. Okay. okay. I don't know if anybody else likes to do that or if I'm just weird, but I like to do that. Yeah. And then here we are on Saturday, be going to the hornet's nest here in a what? Shortly, actually. Yeah. About another hour, we'll be heading out there to watch the stupid ass IU game. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm, well. I'm there for moral support. I won't be calling them stupid ass or nothing while the game's going. As long as you're not rooting for Purdue, I'm good. I will not be rooting for Purdue. Good. Uh, you won't be rooting for anybody. You hope they both lose, I'm sure. But um, I'd rather IU win than Purdue. Yeah. I've, I've become that guy, even though I used to hate IU way worse. <laughs> but since I've lived here in Indiana – I've you feel bad for me. I, well, well, that. <laughs> kind of like me feeling bad for your Reds. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, true. But I'm just kidding. That, but, uh, it's just like, Purdue fans are so god dang dude, I, delusional every, and cocky I see them every time on, on fuck, Facebook, like, even around here. I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. Show some humility. Like, yeah. okay, they're good this year. They're It's, it's all Zach Eady. We, yeah. We're not getting into a damn – we talk about dirt track racing and f- yeah. cooking. Anyways. Yep. But uh, – I'll yeah. be there rooting you on. Copy that. Drinking, drinking some brews. There you go. So, uh, what all did I do? Tuesday we had tacos. We talked about that. Wednesday, whenever Shalim was like, well, we always buy all this food and we never eat it. And I was like, what are we doing Wednesday? We're doing those pizza rolls. Mm-hmm. So, I made pizza rolls. I've seen those. Well, we had pork left over. Yep. She's the wonton master because – they used to make egg rolls and share up. They'd make a. They made something in them. I don't. It's like crab rangoons or something. I don't remember what it was. And so her, and her they used to do it for like Christmas or something. So they get together and have like a wonton, making a bunch of fucking wontons. So I just sat down and let her do it. Yeah. And I was just taking the plate, putting them in the air fryer. <laughs> so yep. it was a group hey, effort. That, that's a little help. Yeah, that's every little. little bit. You know, you can't do it all yourself. So, yep. uh, so we had that pork left over from Tuesday. We did some pork and some cheese in there. Yeah. Put a couple jalapenos in there. Oh, and then we yeah. did some pizza once. We did the cheese, pizza sauce, pepperonis, uh, and the jalapenos in there as well. And uh, threw them in the air fryer, dude. So easy. I mean, besides, kind of a pain in the ass, like she was saying, to stuff them all that, you know, put them all the toppings in them and stuff. But yeah. it's pretty cheap and it's easy. When I so. done those egg rolls last week, it was like it's it's pretty shitty. Or I mean, I don't know. It's difficult to get the get wrap, you, and you got to. Yeah, you gotta get, get it, the ends get it nice and like, tight, get it and you wet get, or whatever you put on there. Yeah, you gotta get get them folded in to where shit ain't leaking out. Once mm-hmm. you do, like we put the shit in oil and fried it. Oh yeah, you all done the air fryer, which is a yeah. little different. We but thought about I thought about frying them. I was like, you know what, I really don't want to mess with it. So we just threw them in the air fryer. They were done in five minutes. Yeah. So, um, I will say the pizza ones were better. I thought, but I was dipping the pork ones in uh, Steve's Oinkin Squil- Squilbanero barbecue sauce. Oh yeah. And then I was dipping the, this sounds weird maybe. She didn't go for it. Dip them in, you know that hot Parmesan we got from uh, Quaker Steak and Lube? Oh, yeah, yeah. Dipping them in that hot Parmesan sauce from the wing sauce. It's actually pretty the, good. The pizza ones? Yeah. I mean, I could see it. I, I mean, I'd have to try it, I guess. But I don't know. It, just, it, was, it looked good. I opened the fridge and the jar was sitting there looking at me. So I was like, hey, you know what? Fuck it. I mean, you're par- getting, Parmesan you're getting and pizza kind of. Yeah. I mean, Parmesan and anything Italian yeah. kind of so, just goes. It was good, though. So, did that. And then Thursday rounders, of course. Uh, went to lunch yesterday, didn't we? No, oh, yeah, yesterday we that. went to lunch. Yeah, yeah. It was yesterday. Went to uh, Mati 888, Chinese it's cuisine, or Chinese bistro. It's never a letdown. No. Well, I can't say much. I've been there twice. But both but times have been good. Both times have been phenomenal. Yeah. I got the, uh, branched out and did something different. Uh, I did the spicy garlic pork. What what did you think about that? It was good. good. It was good, yeah. It 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 was similar to the beef that I had there, but it was shaved kind of similar. But I mean, just all them onions and stuff and sauce and yeah, there I know you ain't a huge onion guy. I, when they're sautéed like that, I'll eat them. Mm. They're perfect. Yeah. So 
I can't eat just a raw onion, like slice yeah. it and eat it. No, yeah. I ain't doing that. But uh, I it was good. I, I wanted to get chicken, but I was going to Care Gen last night, yeah. and I didn't want to dub up on the. Plus, I didn't want to try to get sick. Maybe didn't yeah. want to do that. But I got the chicken. I got sweet yeah. and sour chicken. How was that? And Pretty it decent. Was, it was really good. Like the sauce was a little stronger. Like sweet or spicy or a L- little sour. Like sour. Which it's sweet and sour sauce. Yeah. It was just a little sour than normal normal ones I like, but it was a good good sour. It wasn't like it was bad at all. I ate the shit out of it. I ate every drop of it. Had the green oh, yeah. beans and fried rice, of course. Oh yeah, the green beans. The green beans were good. They're Man. always so good. So that was definitely we had, good. We good had lunch. a good lunch yesterday. Yeah. Dane joined us. Yeah, we need to get uh get back on the weekly uh lunch date routine. Um Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then last night had reservations. My parents hadn't seen my parents in a while. I went up there to Carriage in Hobstad, Indiana, and hurt myself on some fried chicken. I, I seen the the snap of dude the, the spread there, and I was like, and I wasn't even really hungry. But once I got that Tito's in me, I don't know, just somehow it flip switched. Yeah, flipped, flip switch, switch flipped, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, though, last night was opening out at log in. Was there? They re- they had closed for January. So what they do. Dude, Carriage Inn was just as far slammed, dude. It was I hadn't seen it that busy, dude. It was Carriage Inn was slammed. Insane, dude. Nice. Good for them. So but I, I will say go ahead. I was just gonna say I figured they'd be dead as hell with log in yeah. opening well, the back were, up. I'm sure they were slammed and I'm sure I know Carriage was slammed too, so I guess everybody just wanted some fried chicken. Yeah. Last night. Fried and chicken some, night. And they have other food there as well. But so we'll say one difference between carriage in and log in that people don't really think about or don't know about maybe it's not really posted you order family style which is you order all your sides you order corn green beans you have a choice between two vegetables so you get corn green beans or pea corn green beans or peas mashed potatoes and gravy bread slaw creamy and um, vinegar slaw and then you get a choice of chicken and ham or chicken and roast beef that's your only choices. Yep. Or you can get, you know, order a plate of gizzards for yourself or whatever. You can't get gizzards like you can at all. Yeah, yeah. Chicken and ham, all the meat, is all you can eat. You want another plate of chicken, they'll get you another fucking plate of chicken. Oh. Game changer. Oh, didn't know that at all. So you can fucking load yeah. up on some chicken. You can annihilate that shit. All you got to do is finish that first plate. <laughs> so. Say, bring me another one. Yeah. So then, if you eat one piece of it, they're not going to take it back and guess what? serve it to somebody else. That's yours to take home. It's in the fridge right now. <laughs> Hell so, yeah! So my dad ate four pieces, and they had that Daywick's ham that's sliced. Oh yeah! And they put it on the griddle and get it like, you know, put it on the flat top and get oh, it yeah grilled on both get, sides. Get a little, get a little brown get a little on little it. Crisp on each each side. Dude, so good. And uh, ate the ham. My dad had four pieces of chicken. My mom also ate his chicken breast. She just, she won't eat anything else. I'll just sit there fucking destroying chicken wings, chicken legs. Chicken thighs my favorite. I'll smash those motherfuckers. And got another plate, and we ate like two pe- We ate like one or two pieces off of it, and I took the rest of it home with me because they're on diets. So I got Hell all the chicken. Yeah. Hell yeah. So that's a fun fact, though. So Did not know that. Keep that in mind uh, that you get more meat is, is if you're there, too. Because so, log in, you get just a set plate. That's it. You, yeah. get, a, you get a quarter or half or whatever. Done. So... I'm a dark meat guy. I love the oh, dude. chicken thighs. Chicken and legs. Chicken legs. Mm. Like, Get out of here. Chicken breast. Anybody else can have that. But yeah. Like, 
But uh, I don't think their chicken's right up there close to log ends. Pretty good or crispy. And, but, yep. um, the time that I went with uh, with you guys, and I can't remember who else was with us. Travis and Hillary showed up, didn't Oh, they? yeah, it was. It was Travis and Hillary. But uh, but that that was the first time I'd been to the carriage inn, and then that chicken was yeah, good-ass chicken. So that's what we've been up to uh, today. I'm not sure what else we're going to get into, but i got to take care of the dog at least later, so I can't be out all night. But at least come back, let him out, and then go out and continue on. But yeah, that'll be later. But it's only noon now so but yeah it's about all i got that's uh, about all i got yeah watching some snowmobile racing right now the <laughs> international 500 500 laps on a snowmobile we've watched and them they have track 347 laps to go <laughs> <laughs> and we've had it on since what 11 or what yeah, time is it probably 10 we've yeah, had it on since 10, 10 i think it was 10 our time yeah yeah when we started with drake so. so, it's up in uh, Michigan. In what was uh, it? It's on Floor Racing, by the way. Um, Sioux. Sioux uh, St. Marie. Marie. Very, very top of Michigan. Like, pretty much a baseball throw from Canada. It doesn't look like that if you see the name of it. But we're looking at the dictionary's pronunciation. Yeah. Of, and it's Sioux St. Marie. So, fuck off. That's the way yeah, we talk. It's S A U. L T S T E looks period, like salt, Marie. yeah, something Marie. That's Indian, I guess. So, yeah. anyway, so if you're bored on floor racing, go. that's on. Uh, kind of interesting. It's a big track. They're hauling ass. So yeah, we watched them do track prep, scraping that up was blue a little snow. Different. Yeah, some loaders and graders and shit out there. It's still snowing too. Yeah. Hey, let's see. It's let's see how cool. let's see how cold it is up there right now, <laughs> right on the lake too. Real quick, and then we're gonna get off here. Um, <clears throat> Because I know nobody cares. Well, you know it's got to be cold as shit. You can yeah. see their breath. Yeah. Um, they're interviewing people. <laughs> let's see what we got here. It is currently 17 degrees. Oh, that's... Feels like six. And it's the low is negative one. And it's right on that lake, so you know it's cold as balls. Oh, yeah. All that wind. Yeah. I mean, 17 is actually higher than I was thinking. Yeah. Just looking here, I was <laughs> yeah. thinking this has got to be like five degrees. Yeah. <laughs> so... Well, I guess uh, that wraps up this episode. Uh, yeah, it does. Uh, Thanks you guys for tuning in. anything else left to say? Thanks for tuning in. And we'll yep. see you have an episode maybe next week at some time. Yep. See you next time. Yeah. What's you got for me, Charlie? Anything? Just a couple. Peace, Peace out, out, motherfuckers. motherfuckers.